What? Dropping my link and going isn't enough of a promotion? Welcome, I'm Autumn Bardot, and here you will find quick tips, author tools, and maybe even a little bit of inspiration. Today, I'm going to talk about something I see all the time on Facebook. That is the drop the link and go, or the drop too much information and go for promotions. I see it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook groups. Drop and go links never work. You have to take off your writer cap and put on your marketing hat. I have 10 tips to help you put that marketing cap on your writer's head. <laughs> One, never do a drop and go. Very, very few people are going to click on a link with a lonely little tiny thumbnail that doesn't tell them anything about what's on the thumbnail. Marketing is like fishing. You need to have bait. And I see a lot of people with no bait at all. It's like standing on the boat and thinking of the fish are just going to jump on in your boat. Yeah, not going to happen. You need bait. Two, authors need to be marketers. Make people want to click the link. My romance blog. Yeah, so whatever. Ho-hum. Five reasons why wimpy heroines have to go. Ooh, that I would click on. See the difference? Find out what's on today's blog. Um, yeah, no. Why, why don't you kind of tell me what's on today's blog? This goes for not just posting on Facebook, but also commenting. A lot of groups allow you to promote, which I am all for, but dropping that link and going, not going to compel, entice anybody to click on the link. You have to make them want to click the link and you need to give them an intriguing title, a reason. Ooh, you know, it's called clickbait for a reason, right? Authors need to learn the art of the clickbait. Check out my new blog. Check out my new book. Um, no, not so much. You didn't tell me why I need to click. Why I need to check it out. You haven't enticed me. You haven't enticed the potential reader. Check it out. Yeah, tell me why I need to check it out. In fact, banish check it out from your marketing vocabulary. Just jettison it. Instead, try something like this. My latest release, then put the book title in, and then the tagline. Or, those were three things, any combination thereof. Short, concise, bam, especially if your tagline is rocking. And lucky you, I have a whole video on writing effective taglines. I'll drop the link in the description box below. Make the most out of every opportunity you have on the social media platforms to market effectively, whether it's a comment or a post. Number four, info that is too long. Paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. I see this one a lot. Make it a few lines, enticing lines, compelling lines, only a few lines. I'm thinking three or four, maybe, depending how long they are. Here's a truth bomb. People will judge you on what you've written. And if it's in any way boring or not compelling or not interesting, they're going to think 
even though it's not, that your novel isn't engaging or compelling either. So it has to be just an engaging, just as impelling, just as word perfect as your writing is, maybe even more so. I know, I know it's not fair. You're a writer, not a marketer, but you know, that's just the reality. And if a promo is poorly worded and written, people are going to think at least subconsciously that that's probably how your novels are as well. Five, you are your best promoter. Only you, whether you're indie or trad, you still have to promote yourself and your books. Let's take a look at wording. What sounds better? I have a contest where you can win an amazing gift card, but first you have to click this link and share this post with three friends or win an Amazon gift card. Share and tag four friends. Shorter, sweeter, more specific. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen contests where there is a lot of long instructions. And you know what that looks like to me? Like homework. And I'm a teacher and I don't like homework. So if you want people to engage in a contest, keep it as short and sweet as possible. Once people start have to following a whole bunch of instructions, I, at least me, I get lost and I'm like, I can't figure this out. This is supposed to be fun. And I swipe or scroll on by. Number six, I see this a lot with people who are promoting. They will talk about the weather or politics and then say, oh, and I have this review, but I didn't get past the, oh, it's a beautiful day in my neighborhood because, okay, well, that just isn't that intriguing to me. I've read things like, it's a beautiful day and I'm sitting in my garden and I'm looking out at the sunshine and I'm also looking at this lovely five-star review and they include the link. If you want to write about other stuff, start with the important stuff. The review, the new five-star review is important. So instead of I'm sitting here with my coffee, enjoying the sunshine and the birds and the dogs, yada, 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 you say this amazing five-star review of my latest book made my coffee sweeter and my day sparkle, which sounds snappier. Number seven, you want to put the important stuff first. It is like writing a article for the newspaper, right? The important information goes at the top, right? And then all the kind of the boring stuff goes at the bottom. Why do they do that? People just usually read the first little bit, you know, snappy headline, clickbait headline, some of the, some of the facts or whatever that you're like, ooh, 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 right? And do we ever get to the very bottom of it? Yeah, most people never get to the very bottom where all the real facts are or where they actually change the facts. <laughs> Nobody's looking at the boring details at the bottom, except for somebody who's really, really, really into that. They're doing that eye scan thing. And that's how you have to think of when you are doing your marketing for your books, your posts, your comments. Here's the truth, another truth bomb. It takes me twice as long, maybe three times as long to write a post or write a comment when it concerns my books because I'm trying to think of a creative, fun, short, snappy, intriguing way to set it up. I have to swap my, my writing cap for my marketing one and they're entirely different. Short, concise, intriguing. Put your best author foot forward, not in your mouth. I am not a marketing genius or guru or anything 
I have just kind of learning it. And then I look at what other people are doing. I look at what the big publishing companies are doing. I see how they do things. And then I try to mimic or mirror that. So that's kind of what you want to do. I'm always looking for pointers. I'm always learning and trying to improve my marketing and my promotion. I see what flops, what works. I try to keep things low key with my marketing because that's kind of how I am. I don't like the whole buy my book, buy my book, buy my book thing. I like to just kind of be suave and smooth about it. I don't know if I have succeeded, but when I do put in that whole buy my book promo thing, it's the tagline, it's the link, it's short and sweet. It's an engaging photo, either of the book cover or some kind of promo pick. That I think is the most engaging, the very, very long stuff. I just kind of go, eh, no, if I like your tagline, if I like your cover, I'll click on the link and then I'll, for me, I like to look at the first couple pages. Number 10 is really just a reiteration of number nine. Put your best author foot, marketing foot forward. It takes extra time. It can be difficult, annoying. We're not marketers, we're writers. We're all about lots of words, but marketing is an entirely different beast, honestly. And so when we learn to think like a marketer, then you are on your way to having more clicks. And if you have that blog, just saying, here's my romance blog, or here's my this blog, or here's my knitting blog, or my food blog, or my dog blog, just doesn't usually entice that many people. You have to come up with at least what your last post was about something intriguing, something that's gonna make somebody want to click on that link to find out that information. Something like I write about medieval armor, yeah, whatever. But you're going to tell me, how much did the soldiers really carry in medieval times? You'd be surprised. I would click on that. I'd like to know how many pounds. Before I say goodbye, I'd like to share some pretty amazing news. I've been sitting on this for years, maybe years. It's been sitting on my laptop. I've been messing around with it. I finally decided, you know what? I just need to put this information out. Some of you may know that I actually teach literary analysis. And one of the things that I teach is how to go into that deep dive into a text and tease out foreshadowing, illusion, symbolism, metaphor, all of that stuff. Things that a lot of writers kind of do naturally, they have to actually find it. But one of my favorite things is symbolism, the magic of symbolism and how using the magic of symbolism can enhance your writing, your characterization, your plot, your conflict, your emotions. So I'm putting out my magic of symbolism book. I will give you some more detail in the next couple videos because I'm, there's just one little part that I want to tweak and then it will be available on Amazon. I hope you join me next week when I discuss ways to annoy your reader. Yeah, you don't want to annoy your reader. So that will be next week. And I have lots of other fun things coming along the way. And if you watched before, you know what I'm going to say. Remember writers to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye.